Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Oh, I, I want to dive into this podcast because I just freaking can't wait. But, ne but nevertheless, um, you know what's actually it's really cool is the amount of feedback. And this is, you know, stuff that just, it means a lot to me. But the amount of feedback, at least over the last week, of people who said, hey, I'm enjoying reading your book. I'd like to connect and so forth. And this was interesting because this actually just happened today is I get somebody to reach out and connects to me on LinkedIn, said, I've been reading your book. And I said, thanks. It means a lot. Thank you for investing. But more importantly, thank you for investing in yourself. Yeah. yeah. Curious. How the heck did you come across selling from the heart? And she said, I was searching for the book, the alchemist right by my friend victor antonio nice and your book came up as a suggested read <laughs> nice. well, thank you amazon so i said thank you and she goes i decided to pick it up and she goes i'm devouring it right now so oh, you know, man, stuff like so, so stuff like that and it's actually turned into a connection request we drove conversation and i said you know please share with me your thoughts and how would this resonate inside your organization later on if you feel it's worthy. And she goes, I will definitely get back to you. That's what, that's the kind of the why then the wow factor for me. Well, that's, I think that's fantastic. And by the way, if you're new to the selling from the heart podcast, and maybe you're the person that bought the book, welcome. <laughs> you're here. You've joined, you really have joined a growing community of sales professionals uh, that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, bringing true value. We call it selling from the heart. And it's, it's a blast um, getting to know so many of you. We love it when you reach out to us. By the way, if you want to help spread the word, um, and, and this is really good because I think there are a lot of sales professionals out there who really do resonate with this message of authenticity and being themselves, who'd love to know about Selling from the Heart. Well, we'd love for you to share it and we'd love for you to give a, a reference on uh, iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen to because that helps it get recommended and pop uh, up to the top of the list. Quick shout out to our friends at Send Out Cards. Thanks uh, for all that you do. We love Send Out Cards. We love the way that it helps do exactly what we're going to talk about today, which is humanizing the prospecting process. Uh, and you can check them out at cards.sellingfromtheheart.net. We've got a fantastic discussion here today. Larry, why don't you introduce our good friend James and, and tell us what brings him to the table today? Wow. I mean, where do I even start when it comes to James Buckley? But James and I actually met at, at the second outbound. That's right. And um, I was just standing there and we had already been connected, I believe. And yeah. James came up and I think he tapped me on my shoulder and we shook hands and I go, oh my gosh, James Buckley, right? <laughs> and we just started talking and that was, gosh, two years ago. And we become, I would consider him in that circle of some of my really close friends that actually know who I am 
and what I'm about. I know James and what he's about, um, which is going to tie in exactly to what we're talking about today. So without further ado, James Buckley, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Yeah, thanks very much. I'm really happy to be here. I uh, have been waiting for this for some time. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Your your life is complete. Right. Yeah, that's great. Hey, Amazing. We're glad you're here. We are glad you're here. And, and uh, for everyone listening, you're going to love getting to know James and his heart behind all of this. Um, we've got a great topic uh, teed up here. But as we get started, I want to ask you the question that we ask all of our friends is, what does it mean to you when you hear the word selling from the heart? Yeah, so I worked on this because I listened to the show. <laughs> Don't let me down, dude. Yeah, no, we got all. two years of answers. So are you going to oh. come up with something unique, James? This is a lot of pressure. It's no, it's definitely going to be unique. I, like I said, I worked on it. I did not want to let you down, man. So here's what it means to me. This is how I put it into the words that made the most sense. I think that selling from the heart means seeing other people's value, connecting with their needs, and being the real you through all of your selling processes, because caring is the way to sell from the heart. That's good. Oh, Uh, man. Dude. That's that's gold. Okay, you get the... I just gave you an A-plus, dude. Yeah, if there was a microphone (laughs) that you could drop, I would be dropping the mic right now. That that was... I'm done. My show is good. I'm on the way Hey, but you know what? And, and, you know, and, and just, you know... Full disclosure, James and I talk about this all the time. All the time. But but here's the here's the thing is so many people don't work on themselves. They work on everything else but themselves. Yeah. So I think once that happens, there's some magical power, I think, that just happens. It's hard to describe because, you know, before we jumped on the podcast, we were just talking about it. And when you're when you're really your authentic self and and you know who you are, it's like it just oozes confidence. You just roll out of bed in the morning, you do your thing and, and everything just kind of comes into alignment. But I think, you know, when you put on the act and you start faking it, that's when people smell that the polar opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would definitely agree with that. I think that even I have grown accustomed to knowing what a fake prospect sounds like, mm. you know, largely because of all the signals that they give you and the way they respond to you. But I'm very authentic with my discussions. I'm very authentic with all of my um, outreach, all of the conversations I end up having with prospects and existing customers. So when I say very meaningful things and get responses that I feel are canned or robotic, it takes away from the relationship on my end. It makes it more difficult for me to feel passionate about the conversation we're having. So selling from the heart, I feel like needs a follow-up buying from the heart, right? Buying. (laughs) At the heart seemed like something natural that would flow in, right? Yeah. Because sales and buyers historically are at ends with each other, and it's because the heart's not involved in either process without effort being made on both parts. No, well, a, yeah, I agree, but I, but I always say, you know, I always put the, you know, I throw it back on me. It's my responsibility, right? So okay. even when I was in, even when I was in sales. I mean, I still am, but when I was, you know, when I was in the channel that I grew up in, it was my responsibility, right? If I, if I, bre- if I brought my best self forward and I sold from the heart, it's mm-hmm. only human nature that that other person's going to respond. And if that person doesn't respond with their best self, then, you know, somewhere inside you're going to have to go, is this the right prospect for me? Amen. Sometimes you got to let one go. Yeah. 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 No doubt. 
Well, and that kind of brings us to our topic today and what we, we want to think about together. And I'm, I'm really excited about this topic. Um, we're, we want to talk today about how do we humanize the prospecting process or process for my good Canadian and British friends. How do we take this, this process that has traditionally been anything but human? You know, it's yeah. like you need to be a prospecting machine and grind it out. Like, you know, I, and ha- put the hammer down. All these, these the, you know, this, this mindset we bring to prospecting seems like, James, that most of the time it's anything but human, especially in an SDR role like you have currently, right? Yeah, that's right. I, I, I live for sales development. Uh, I am addicted to the hunt of new conversation, new prospects, new business. That is my crutch. I, I fiend for that every day when I wake up. Oh, that's awesome. And I find lots of ways to humanize my process. Uh, one of the things that I do is I'm very informed about what type of person this is that I'm about to talk to before mm. I talk to So that involves a lot of research. I find them on Facebook. I find them on Instagram. I find them on Twitter. I find them on LinkedIn. I find articles they wrote. I reference those articles. I talk about my thoughts on those articles. I leave comments on their social media profiles. I send emails in reference to those posts. It's very obvious that I've taken the time to get to know the type of person you are when you read something or get something from me or speak to me on the phone, you know, I'm prepared to speak to you. And Mm -hmm. in some cases, these are callbacks. I'm leaving messages that are very personalized. Hey, I saw you were in Aspen last weekend. I've never been there. I would love to pick your brain and talk about what you experienced. Is it worth me taking my family? That conversation is very valuable. And eventually in that conversation, I get the question. So tell me about what you do. That's inevitable. And what you've done, humanize the ability to connect. Lots of people are going to talk to buyers, but very few people are going to connect with them. Yeah, you know, and, 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 and I'm just curious on, on your thoughts on this, because in, 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 a, in a prototypical, right, hey, this is who I think an SDR is, right? The SDR role is bang, 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 bang on phone calls, Right. Which in the very beginning, what you said, you know, the the research and all that goes against what everybody else says you should be doing. Um, And and I'm a full believer in the research and all that, as long as, you know, we married in and we're time sensitive to what we're doing. But it's it's interesting. So how, you know, for those that are out there that that may not think, this is the, hey, good one, Buckley. He's always selling, baby. He never stops. So, but anyway, but how, how does this, you know, what do you want to share with those people who said, you know what, I can make just as many calls and connect on a human level as you can by banging away. What I say to them is that they're burning their leads. They're exhausting them with their robotic approach and their consistency with non-valuable canned, <laughs> canned messaging, right? People yeah. respond positively to things that they think might not be authentic. That is the nature of being effective at sales. So here's what I say, and I say this in trainings. I can do in 50 calls what it takes you 300 calls to do. Mm. That's the difference. I would rather take three months to reach out to a list of 600 people effectively and be able to hit 20 a day and then prospect the rest of the day, but make sure those 20 touches are very high quality. We play the five-minute game, 10-minute game, 
what can I learn about this person in five, 10 minutes? If I reach that mark, then I need to put it aside for tomorrow. Yeah. Right. I got that from Ryan O'Hara, lead IQ. Brilliant. Right. Mm-hmm. With the game that we've adopted here at Ringlead. So we're doing five, 10 minutes worth of research before every touch. We're manually writing emails instead of putting them in these cadences that auto send. Now I think there's a time and place. I think that it's very, very possible with today's technology to be able to streamline the right kind of touches. So let me, let me give you an example before we jump all over. Wait, we don't want to automate stuff. I think there's a, there's a very specific place for automation and that is when somebody is legitimately unresponsive to very clear efforts to personalize outreach, at that moment, marketing efforts can take over to retarget and begin providing the type of generic touches that could generate some activity, a view, a quick white paper download, a video watch. Those are all contextual outreaches that we can then kick back to sales development reps to begin an actual conversation that could Mm. start a relationship. So I think, I think there's this blurred line that's coming together between the tech, which is very non-human, and the human, which is obviously very human, right? And yeah. that is such an interesting development to watch happen at a bird's eye view. I don't know. I feel like I could go on forever about that, but you guys actually run the show, so you say something. No. <laughs> <laughs> very interesting. Share some more. Now, this is really good because I love I – love hey, uh, By the way, that was kind of robotic. <laughs> let me flip to our uh pre-scripted podcast question card yeah. uh, would you like yeah. some more <laughs> exactly thank you for sharing um <laughs> i i think it's it's um i, I want to dig into this a little bit more so so i think it's fascinating that you said earlier you can take 50 calls do them well and run circles around a robot making um, five, 300 calls or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so walk me through, um, just, I'm curious for, for our listeners. Um, let's say I was your prospect. I'm this mass, obviously valuable target account uh, that you want to work with. I'm very, I have a, you know, I'm very, very hard to get through to. Um, and I'm extremely busy because I'm a highly successful, um, tycoon, you know, how, how are you going to, like that in that five to 10 minutes of learning about Daryl, what are you going to do? I'm just, I'm really curious to get inside your head on this. Sure. So the first thing I'm probably going to do is look at your specialties on LinkedIn. I'm going to read your bio. I'm going to read your job description for your current title. I'll probably go back a couple of titles back so that I can see where you come up from. At that point, I'll probably try to find you on Facebook. What kind of initiatives does Daryl get involved with? This way, when I talk to you, I can say things like, Daryl, I listened to a few episodes of Selling from the Heart, and I'm a big fan already. How do you and I connect and spend some time together talking about Selling from the Heart? I think... I think anyone in their right mind that runs a podcast that someone wants to talk about is very quick to say, absolutely, I'm free on this day. Let's connect. Right. Because I know who you are and what you do. That's a really simple one. But let's say you don't have a podcast. Let's say you are an executive for a large organization. Those are typically the hardest people to reach. And the reason for that is because their time is extremely guarded by lots of other people around them, Uh, assistants, receptionists, AEs, SDRs, gatekeepers in general tend to guard these people's time. So for that, I get really close to those people. 
those people have the most access to Daryl that I need. So I say this a lot about gatekeepers. I think they're your best friend, but people look at them like they're an obstacle to be overcome. That's not so. They're actually a great conduit to your decision maker, to the person that you're trying to reach. So I'll give you a great example. Uh, Shout out to Tammy Heffernan, one of the best people that I've ever talked to as a gatekeeper. Tammy is with Granger. Great, great personality. I probably called her eight times over the course of like six days. I was calling in the morning, I was calling in the afternoon. I was consistently leaving messages. Hey, Tammy, what's going on? I'm looking to talk to Rob. I know that Rob's not available, but you probably are. And maybe you're the person that can help get me to the right person that I should talk to. Hey, Tammy, what's going on? By the time it was all said and done, he knew my phone number. She'd pick up the phone and she'd be like, hi, James. <laughs> and you're, hey Tammy, what's up? You know, hey Tammy, what's up? Sometimes I'd get somebody else, and I'd be like, Tammy, I was the bank sale last thing. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so, so it's cool because, like, at the end of the day, you're this person that she finds valuable. Finally, she called me back one day after I left her message, and she was like, "Look, send me what you have, and I'll find the right person to get you to." That's a gatekeeper that I've befriended, right? At this point, I could send her an email, give her a call, shoot her a message, and I would expect her to get back to me and be like, James, I haven't figured it out yet. I haven't had time. That's okay. People buy things on their own time. As sellers, it's on us. It's our onus to be top of the mind when the time comes to buy. Mm -hmm. So that's why I continue to build relationships with prospects even after they do a demo with our company. I continue to provide value to them after we've connected and done the demo. And after they've purchased, we're getting you into the studio and creating content about your company and your personal brand. I'm highlighting you as a figure. This is all like very human stuff. Robots just don't do that. Right. Yeah. yeah, you, he, here, here's what's interesting. You know, I was keying in on, on on a couple things in the very beginning of this, and uh, I and I find this fascinating because that in, in the world of sales, and I don't care if you're an SDR, a BDR, you know, major account sales rep, it really doesn't matter. I've just seen this happen all too often. Is most people are trying to drive sales conversations from the get go. That's right. Mm-hmm. And what I encourage and, and what I appreciate about James, we've spoken about it and I kind of grew up this way is nothing happens until you start a conversation. Well, right. today in these worlds, it may not be a sales conversation. It just may, ju- it might just be just a plain old conversation. And this is the hardest thing for salespeople and their leaders and managers to understand is that first conversation may not be about your product, your company, how you can help or anything like that. It might be some human connection that you're driving a conversation around that if it's done correctly and with heart will lead to, hey, so tell me what you do or what are you working on over the next 90 days, which is just an easy way of transitioning that right to a sales conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that 100%. In fact, I have so many conversations that have nothing to do with my product. But at the end of the call, they're like, James, how can I be of value to you? How can I help you? And that is so much more valuable than me saying, let me tell you about this great product that might be useful for you, but we don't know. Let me schedule a demo for you. When are you free? Is Wednesday work for you? How's two o'clock? That's very like, oh, awful. <laughs> right. But if I talk to you about your trip that you took to meet your mom last weekend in Florida or the 
article that you wrote last week on best practices for SaaS salespeople. And I talked to you about your kid graduating from high school and what that feels like, because my kid's about to graduate from high school. That has an immediate effect of, this person knows me. There's a familiarity here. And then to there's this element of manners. When you talk about humanizing a process, Mm. manners are so important and they are a thing of the past today. And here's a great example of why I feel this way. You could spend 30 minutes personalizing a fantastic message for one of your prospects. And inevitably, that one of those prospects will send back one word response, unsubscribe. Now, you clearly took the time to write this message. You clearly have called three times. You've clearly requested to connect. There is a manners aspect in our industry that's extremely authentic and very human, and it does rub people the right way, and it's dying a slow, painful death. Yes. The robotic nature of sales is taking over and becoming a cancer in our industry. Wow. Yeah, I think we take it. I was reading the other day, our our friends at the chicken place, Chick-fil-A, outsell a McDonald's, a Subway and a Starbucks location combined, all because they use manners. I mean, you know, and and, I mean, we can take a please and thank you cue from that uh, just in how we relate to people. My goodness. Right. It's an amazing thing. The effect it has is truly remarkable. Yeah. Hey, you were, you were mentioning in the pre-show that we're talking a little bit about some of the ways you're humanizing the sales process with, um, with video reach out and, and different things. I'm, I'm curious because that, you know, when you start getting, it seems to me when you start getting into some of the, the bells and whistle gadgets that we have, and there's a lot of them and there's going to be more on the, in the pipeline that it can get pretty inauthentic pretty quickly. So, but it, it, you're figuring out some ways to use video um, through LinkedIn. Tell us a little bit about how that's looking in your in your world. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, those of you that are listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast, the millions of listeners. <laughs> that's there, right. Um, Don't know, all call it once. We only have yeah. 200 operators. And they all use canned scripts and automation. That's right. Thank you for calling Selling from the Heart. How can I help you today? That's right. We'll get your your song requests in as quickly as we can. How many salespeople do you have? Great. I wrote that down. We'll call you soon. (laughs) Let me send you this link. So... (laughs) That's awesome. 1-800-SELL-FROM-THE-HEART. That's right. All now. Right now. There's a, there's a <laughs> robot that picked up. You can go through the automated process. That's Please right. Please spell your party's last name. First, <laughs> first. Last name, last. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's hey, sorry, it. listeners. We're going to get back on course here. That's that was right. a little, like... Talking about, oh, that's great. Talking about dehumanizing the, the sales process. So you were, you were humanizing the sales process using videos. <laughs> Tell us about how that's looking. If you open a direct message on LinkedIn for somebody that you're connected to, you can hit your camera button on the, on the right or left side there. There's a microphone on the right, I believe. That's for sending voice messages. But then right mm-hmm. to the left, there's a camera. And you don't have to send a photo. It'll open default to the photo. If you then toggle over to the little video camera and touch it, it definitely allows you to send a personalized video. Mm. That's the thing you can't fake. You have to be. I know, you got to be. Yeah, you're, you're putting you it out there. That's right. 
They put, well, you're going to put it out there. And the last thing you want is somebody saving that video and posting it as a, a bad outreach. So uh, I think my friend Richard Harris posted a, a post about hate, hate thought leadership or thought leadership, hate porn, right? Like stop calling people out for mistakes. Instead, try to be kind to them and right. help grow professionally. That's the right way to respond. But yeah. The video part of it is extremely authentic. You cannot mess that up. You, there's no way to automate it. I would never shoot one video and then send it to a hundred people. That would be ineffective. I probably I'm wouldn't sure somebody will be doing that soon, but yeah, oh, it oh, I'm sure day. it's already been done. It happens every day. You'll be amazed. At how, so I know people that will record a video and then run a report in Salesforce for everyone named Bill and their video is, Hey Bill. And he's going to get all the kids, all the kids. <laughs> Every bill in my database is going to get hey, this. Bill. Hey, Bill. <laughs> right? Bill, you know. <laughs> Even better when, when Salesforce inserts the name. Hey. Oh, yeah, the merge field. <laughs> I'll tell you, this is actually, so this is interesting. You guys will appreciate this from an authenticity standpoint. So here's something that people have begun doing to avoid automation. You might have noticed that people have things in their signature. For a while, up till recently, I had James Say What Sales Buckley in my name on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook. Like, Say What Sales is my brand. That's my personal brand. I, I fly that flag really high. And people will send you automated messages and they'll be using merge fields from LinkedIn Sales Navigator or LinkedIn in general or their CRM because I'm now in their CRM. They've prospected me and my Say What Sales is populated in the first name field in their CRM. Right. So, they do. so when they do the merge field, what ends up happening is I get a message from somebody that says, hi, James, quotes, open quotes, written the word out it writes the word out quote say <laughs> what sales end quote and then written out quote right oh my god yeah for me that's a big red flag like dude is the first message that you sent me automated i think we can't be friends <laughs> like, <okay. laughs> And I have people that'll reach out to me. They'll reach back out to me when I ask and they'll be like, I can neither confirm or deny. What a robotic answer. Fantastic. I really want to do business with you now. <laughs> so what do you say? What would you say? So say Larry was the, uh, the, the, oh, he's a real nerd. So let's say he's like the head, head nerd at a Fortune 500 company. You're trying to get through to him and yeah. on LinkedIn video. And, uh, you know, you trolled, you learned about Larry, you know, he likes Kiwanis, you know, he likes wine. Uh, yeah. maybe you fig figured out he likes Irish whiskey. Uh, you know, like whiskey. <laughs> so you got a few tidbits of information. Yeah. What, what would you say to Larry on a video? My video would be very straightforward. Larry, I'm a huge fan. I read your book. I'm a big whiskey drinker. Next time I am with you, we have got to get a drink together. I would also like to put some time on the calendar to see how we can work together. Are you free Wednesday at two o'clock? And there'd probably be a link there. If not, here's my personal calendar. Feel free. You have complete access to it. No worries. I'll call you tomorrow if I don't hear back. And Larry? 
Do you, I mean, I, I would, I would respond only for one simple reason to use the magic word whiskey. <laughs> Humanize your but, but, you know, but, but, Humanize you know, it. That's right. But, but, but here's what's crazy about this because, you know, I share with people as I work with sales teams and coach salespeople and things like that, how powerful, you know, I, I found out personally the power behind Instagram and I nerd out on Instagram because, you know, I can find out so many cool things, right? Yeah. So, you know, just to give you an idea, you know, I follow James on Instagram and I know he follows me and I know the stuff he posts and vice versa. And we comment on it all the time. But what's, what's really cool is, I mean, you can control what you post. And that's the big key is I really think that Instagram is great visual storytelling and it's a hidden gem for prospecting. If you're going to try to humanize this because you really get a flavor of who somebody is and you got to be able to craft that in a way that humanizes things. But what most salespeople tend to look at this, they go, dude, that's too creepy, right? That's yeah. kind of like stalking. And so for I said, well, it's social, get over it, right? They wouldn't put it on there if they didn't want somebody to find it or comment on it. Uh, so I think it's it's crazy to me the amount of people you can really put into a bucket of personality types. So you mentioned something there about it being out there. So here's my gripe. There are, we, uh, my, my friend James Shand, uh, one of my, my SDRs here, we have conversations, fantastic conversations about human beings and the nature of sales and everything that's happening. Like we do this pretty consistently. And one of the things he said to me that I thought was so interesting was there's two types of people that answer their cell phone. People that answer their cell phone that are in a, a customer facing role tend to be rather jovial or even cordial when they answer their phone. Hi, this is Larry. How can I help you? Hey, you've got Larry go for James. What can I do for you? This is James. Thanks for calling. How can I help you? And then there's the other type of person, the person that takes this device and says, this is mine, my universe. It's my only source of freedom, and I own it outright. So when you call it, they go, hello? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Why are you calling this number? How did you get this number? I demand you tell me. <laughs> the field people are like, uh... People sell data. That's a thing. I, <laughs> put me on your do not call list. So you put them on the do not call list that doesn't exist. And then you're supposed to stop other people from calling them. It's almost as if they expect you to remove their phone number from the internet. Right. Sorry, that's probably not going to happen. If you're a cell phone user, which 99.9% .9 of the world is, know that your ISP sells your phone number. They just do. I hate that for you. Your provider right. definitely, <laughs> definitely sells your number to other people. So there's this like disconnect between like what it's expected of, of me as a executive and what's expected of a seller. We have our own sellers. Larry and I've had this conversation many, many times, but there's this idiocracy that's a hypocrisy running around in our industry. And that's sales leaders that are preaching change, but are unable, unable to deal with their own change. Mm. So, these are sales leaders that have huge teams of salespeople. 
But a person will call this salesperson, this leader, and say, I want to, I want to tell you about this change. This change is really going to change your change. The way that you change is about to change. Like, <laughs> we're programmed to be like, hey, man, take me off your list. I am not interested in your change. Bam. And then we walk out of our office and we see our whole sales team down there. And we go, hey, guys, we have to tell everyone about change. Right. <laughs> well, that about sums it up, James. What a uh, entertaining and practical conversation. And I really, on behalf of all of us, I really appreciate uh, your passion for this and sharing uh, your wisdom with, with us today. I, I think it's been a blast and I know I've gotten a lot out of it. And I, I, make, I may have this cross-stitched. You said lots of people talk to buyers, but very few connect and I think that just sums it up well. So thanks for being a, uh, a passionate advocate for selling from the heart and, and really demonstrating that every day. We really appreciate you, man. My pleasure. My pleasure. Well, awesome, Larry. It's been a good conversation. And uh, to everyone out there, thanks for joining us. Until next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep doing the hard work, humanize your prospecting process, and most of all, sell from the heart.